Hey y'all, welcome to another episode of Shut Up Candies. Um, I have two episodes really that I need to release, but I need to edit one and the other one is kind of sentimental. So I wanted to share that with a couple of people that's close to me first before before publishing it, but I just thought that I would get on here and record and publish something because I'm on a car ride by myself, and so I don't need no one to expect this to be perfectly formatted, which I know none of my shows are perfectly formatted, Um, but especially do not expect me to keep it at one topic because I already know I'm going to be all over the place. I might ride by a crime like y'all y'all should just see this person in that college sneaking in their damn nose or look at this bird. So I'm really just riding, enjoying the city, headed to pick up my daughter this weekend. We're celebrating my third child's birthday she's going to be 12 kk that's my little miracle baby um she was born she was born with her umbilical cord wrapped around her neck and i know i I know for the entire night she was struggling and suffering um because they would come in the room and they would like come make me turn and I was like, why y'all keep coming in here turning to me? And she was like, um, well, we don't want to alarm me. I'm like, ma'am, you coming up in here turning to me is alarming me. I know something is wrong. And I pretty, I'm pretty sure that's not that can tell me anything because I was, I was young. I probably was like 20, 22. But no, you, you alarming me because you coming in here turning to me every five minutes, ma'am. Well, um, your primary isn't um isn't on call. Someone else is, so we're going to let them let your primary come in the morning because um the baby heart rate keeps dropping. So when my primary doctor came in, one of the best OBs in the game, Doctor John Baton, um, he was like emergency section. He pulled my he was like. Your baby been suffering. Her umbilical cord was tied around her neck. So this my little miracle baby, y'all. This my little. She is so. She has grown. She's going to be twelve on tomorrow, and she is so smart. She is brilliant. She has bilateral hearing loss, but she speaks as well. So she's bilingual. And now she's working on being trilingual because she wants to learn Spanish. But she's just so independent, so consistent. Like, I wish to be how consistent and organized that she is already. Like, she's she's already blooming into, into such a young lady. And she's at that age right now where... She's not a little girl anymore like her sister, like her, her small, her younger sister, um, and her little, her smaller cousins. But she's not as old as my oldest daughter, 
which is 19. Well, she's about to be 19. So she's kind of like in that weird stage in between should I be kitty or should I act as if I'm a teenager. So I feel as if with her at this point of time in her life that I should just cling to her because this is like a pivotal moment in her life. Um, I want to say that this is the time in a lot of tweens' life where they're the most impressionable. So I've been trying to like take her on little atoms with just me and her. So and, and she she's very beautiful, very beautiful. So I don't need her to. I try to tell her all the time how proud I am of her because I don't need nobody else telling her I love you or or I don't need her to hear terms of endearment from an outside source and not at home to where she thinks that this is the only form of love that she's had at this moment in time in her life. So I just like in, in raising my children, even though I know I'm not the perfect parent, I know some days my children um get in a huddle and they be like, where did this woman come from? Is she really our mom? She just getting on my nerves. And I don't care no day. Nam day they do it, I do not care. But I try to, in my, in my parenting, I know I'm not the best. I'm, I'm not going to find to be the best. I know that I try to remember my thought process, my thought process as a teenager or what I was going through and what I was thinking at, at their, at their age. I try to piggyback off that, but use some of the knowledge that I obtained in that point in my life to try to make it better or easier. Um, I, I, I know there's some things that they probably feel like it's being a parent, like some some things that I do, they probably be like, oh, um, the way my mama did that, I never do. And that's fine. That's fine. That's the point of you having children. You want your lineage to succeed. So if so if I did something wrong and you feel like you can tweak it and make it better, then that's what you should do. So the end product of my lineage and my great, 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 grandchildren, generations on down the line, I'm going to know that they use everything that they have learned to be the best that they can be. And did y'all hear that? I don't know if y'all heard it, but the woman gonna tell me the damn speed check. Y'all, I done been past the speed check two miles ago. I had to slow down. And then it's 18 Willow back here on my ass. I don't even understand. The motherfuckers that drive these 18 Willows, they think cause they truck big, that they just run these motherfucking roads and you supposed to do what they say. You supposed to drive according to how they drive. Now, motherfucker, if you behind me, you drive accordingly. 
if you were 18 wheeler and you see me and you behind me or you beside me, you pay attention to me. Don't try to goddamn bully me and bogart me because your vehicle could probably be bigger than mine. I don't give a damn. You don't run the motherfucking road. Then he in this damn truck. Look like he got some fucking horns sticking out. Like they're supposed to intimidate me. He better carry the fuck on. Optimus Prime. Like he just gonna fucking make me drive how he want me to drive. Sir. I don't know if it was a sir or a ma'am. I really don't even give a damn. But whoever it was, see, that's all I keep seeing every time I look back in the rearview mirror is these damn horns. Y'all. Granddaddy Joe, he ain't did nothing all this time, but now he trying to, he ain't even showing that. He's trying to knock a Dean in a little song. He didn't, um, pass this bill for the student loan relief. I'm glad he. I'm glad he passed it. I'm, I don't have no. I don't have any student um student loan debt. But I know a lot of people that's close to me. They have student loan debt, and it's knocking. It's knocking out a debt in their loan, or even in some cases, eliminating their debt. So kudos for that to you, Granddaddy Joe. But some of these motherfuckers I know. They don't even use their degree. So what you gonna do about that, Granddaddy Joe? That's what you need to do, Granddaddy. Write a damn bill saying if this degree that this child up for well, you a grown up, grown up man, if this degree that this person has obtained is useless and not conducive to them paying their bills, cause Let's be honest, that's why some people are not operating their degrees because it's not paying enough money. And with gas going back up, but I don't know if it's going back up nationally. I'm in Jackson, Mississippi, and I know this weekend is Jackson State Homecoming, the I love. So let me find out that Jackson, Mississippi and the surrounding areas are raising their prices for this gas just because of this damn homecoming weekend. I'm headed I'm headed somewhere in that where the shit the gas still probably be kinda high. But that's what I need to do. I need to check check the national gas price to see if prices have gone up or down because gas was two dollars and something here. I know where my cousins live in Nevada. I I, I know um I know they would be happy to have that gas price because I wouldn't say theirs was still like $5 or something. But let me find out y'all and hack this damn price up damn near a dollar because of these people coming in town. I already know y'all gonna hike them up for the holidays. Y'all be full of shit. But, yeah, Granddaddy Joe, if that degree is useless and you got debt in it, throw this shit out, Granddaddy. Oh, but another thing too, uh, Pop Pop, Pop Pop, you done gave out some PEBT. So everybody can make sure that they got some high vibrational plates. Now, nah, low vibration, low vibration plates is the place where all the damn food on. Also, yeah, 
All right, yeah, Pop Pop, thank you for all the PEBT that you have dispersed across the nation and contributed to the low vibration Thanksgiving place. But I already know homecoming finna be lit because these bitches ain't got these um stamps. And baby, you finna see junk pots. Pig feet, pig ears, pig toe neck, fried pig toenails, pig ear, pig tail. They probably cook Charlotte Webb's days. All type of shit finna get thrown in a junk pot, thrown on the grill. But I know these children finna have a, a lot of Halloween parties, and that's good. That, that's, that's good. Have a Halloween parties for the kids. I mean, and it's, it's simple. You know, sometimes... It, it doesn't take much, and it especially doesn't take that much to plan a party. You can go to Dollar Tree, get you a few little spooky decorations, and go on Pinterest. Go on Pinterest and find, like, some little cute little appetizers and snacks that you can make with food. So that way the kids can, and then you don't have to spend all of yours. If a few parents get together and get a little, it always makes a lot. Um, I know there's one little thing with the hot dogs and the crescent rolls where you wrap the, the crescent roll around the hot dog and put it in the oven. You probably can slip, slip your little cheese on the inside, and it makes a little mummy. Or you can get the little hot dogs and cut the little cut a little part portion of the skin off and put some slits in it to make the fingers. You know, it's all types of little creative things that, that um, we can do that, that's cost efficient because I know everybody's trying to save a coin nowadays. So P-E-B-T or not, you still, we still, because I'm not talking about nobody because me too, still trying to make stuff stretch because last time, they gave us this, this uh, P-E-B-T in the stimulus. I, I told somebody, I said, I'm going y'all this. They giving us this, this free money, and they giving us these free food stamps. They coming back to get this shit in blood, if you think I'm playing. Ain't nothing in this world. What, what they say, ain't nothing in this world free but Jesus. And what they do, they came back and got that shit back in blood, baby. Gas prices skyrocketed, uh, milk, eggs skyrocketed, all the food skyrocketed. Oh, baby, let me tell y'all something. These people drive like they fucking crazy as hell. I don't know. This is why people be having road rage. They just drive up behind you and just, I be assuming that the people that speed up behind you is rich because they can afford a ticket. They can afford to tear their shit up. And not think about the consequences of spending that extra money. I really do. But I, I said that I said, y'all, they come back and get this shit in blood. <laughs> Baby, and they came back and got it in blood, the plasma, the white buffy coat. <laughs> they came back and got it in your hair follicles, in your nostrils. Baby, they came back and got this shit in blood. They weren't playing. Every, everything skyrocketed. Gas got so high, it was ridiculous. I got a little awesome of y'all. In one day, at this point, 
we started going to strictly Sam's to get gas because gas had gotten that high. So I put like ten dollars in my car, maybe even seven, probably six or seven dollars. And I was like, this this six seven dollars gone, six or seven dollars will be enough for me to get the Sam's. When I made it to Sam's, I still end up putting eighty more dollars worth of gas in my car in this little Altima. So there was roughly ninety dollars to fill my car up. Like it was rough. And my sister's boyfriend were her, he he got a he drive a truck and he drives a distance um back and forth to work. And he was spending three hundred dollars a week on gas. So I was like, shit, I ain't nothing but them giving getting that stimulus money and that P E B T back. That shit went free. Hell. But the biggest regret I got is not getting a PPP. Babe, I should have got every PPP QRST. VWXYZ that they offer. I sure the fuck have. I feel like that was a once in a lifetime opportunity. That shit ain't gonna happen again. And I should have, I should have got it. I should have got every last one of them. I should have made their ass out, baby. And took my, as soon as they started saying, we finna get your ass, took my ass to Cuba. Or some damn where. I don't mind. Even banana, well, not bananas are high in starch, and they'll have me with, with um, diabetes. I'm already trying to get my life in order with my health and my finances, child, because they are not what they used to be. But I would have been in something. What's what's the girl Anaya? The girl that be singing my little songs, Annihilator, Annihilator Me. Her, um, her dude is from Jamaica, and I seen one little, um, clip they made, and he was like, American food is shit. And when I listen to different YouTube channels and podcasts, and I listen to the, like, the people that live out of the country, but are even some that live in the country, our food is shit. It really is like down to the vegetables because a lot of the vegetables are genetically altered. Like every people people say that vegan is the best way. Yeah, it is if you didn't if you didn't have all these scientific ass vegetables around here. They was even finding some of the organic vegetables to be science. I mean, yeah, scientifically altered. And I learned that from a scientist. So I was in, I was taking microbiology. And I forget that man's name, but he was one of the best teachers that I have had. Um, he was a black, he was a black man. And he was teaching us about the fruits and vegetables. He told us, he was like, for each fruit and vegetable, there's the original one that's stored in a lab. So everything is altered. Um, some, they put um, like a, some type of form of a, of a repellent in some. And not maybe not an actual repellent, 
but maybe a chemical that that's inside the fruit or vegetable that will ward off insects. So as I'm sitting in the classroom and he's explaining all of this to us and I was like, so how long have they been doing this? And he gave me a, the amount of number of years. I, I'm pretty sure that it wasn't quite 50. So, or maybe it was 50 because some type of, for some reason, 50 is coming into my head, but I'm not quite for sure if it was they've been doing it for 50 years or this is a question I asked him. I asked him, I said, well, with all the chemicals that they're putting in, putting in food, in the fruits, the vegetables, um, how they are able to produce meat quickly is this killing us? Because with everybody having cancer, we all do. With everyone having different forms of cancer, what is the common denominator? The one thing that we all do is consume food. Whether we are carnivores, pescatarians, vegetarian, omnivores, vegans, no matter what our diet is, everyone consumes food. So, that's what the cancer has to be. Except for this, this, this recent spike in cancer. I really feel this recent spike of cancer is from them damn COVID shots. But I'm going to leave them alone because I already talked about that before in my healthcare episode. So I'm, I'm going to leave it alone. But even before then, it had to be like in the, you know, in the, in the food. I don't know where cancer comes from, but I think this it has a lot to do with it. the foods, the animals. Because, like, you know, we see those, the, I don't know if y'all look at those, the YouTube videos. I love to watch, um, people may call, some people call them a boil. Some may use the term horizon. But I love to see those abscesses get first. And the juicier for me, the better. I don't like the, I mean, the ones that look like cottage cheese are okay. When they come out, and like cottage cheese just like bursting out or whatever. But I really like the liquidy gooey ones. So this just like run down and just, ugh, I, I love to look at. Look at those. I don't like the, the lymphoma ones because they're just the, the solid ones that just pop out. I need some ooey gooey gushy shit. And I've seen videos where they lance the cow. And when I say lance the cow, I mean, you know, you know, like when you get a scalpel, but I'm pretty sure it wasn't. I mean, I don't know what terms veterinarians use for their instruments when it pertains to animals. Maybe it's the same as human, so maybe it's just a scaffold on a larger scale 
than what we would use for a human. But they use something to cut that abscess open. And baby, when I tell you so much fluid came out that cow, he was standing in a puddle of all that infection. Just standing in the puddle of all that infection. So you know it's going um down his udders. Well where where you get the milk from. I don't they still, y'all don't call me slow. Don't call me slow. I'm not going to even ask this question. But, I'm probably going to Google it. But I'm just going to go ahead and ask this question. Somebody might know. Like, how they get the milk out the cows now? Like, everything is so advanced. You know, like, you used to see um old farmer in the Dale. Back in the day, like my grandma used to make us watch um, the Walties, that show with Jump Boy and them. And, you know, like when they used to mix the cow, they used to grab the udders with they with their hands and mix, milk the cows or whatever. And I saw something like when I was a child, like they put like a machine up under the cow and milk. But I don't know. I had Look, let me tell y'all something. Science is a good thing. But science have fucked up some shit so bad. I, I don't even I don't even trust that the milk still come from the cow. <laughs> I what a milk I, I don't even y'all y'all probably think that I'm being a blunt right now, but I'm telling y'all Science has done so much shit. I don't even I don't even trust that the milk is coming from a cow, y'all. <laughs> Baby, I need to go to a milking plant. I need to go to a milking plant. Somebody let me know where the plant is where they produce milk from cows so I can go see. Because I'm going to have to see it with my own two eyes. Where they, uh, what's the name of the damn milk company with the cow on the front? Damn. I don't know. Prairie Farms. I do know. Prairie Farms. Can I come down there and see y'all milk them damn cows? Please, Prairie Farms. Please, somebody let me come see them milk up, milk these cows on these machines. I, I gotta see it. Cause I gotta, I gotta see it. No, dick. <laughs> Y'all giving us milk. Y'all ain't giving us no shit. Y'all done made in a lab. Like, I am so for real. I am so for real. Like, cause, for one, y'all hear me run off the road, but I ain't run off the road. This time just act like it wanna bump up against me. But, you can go in the, what, Coca-Cola got a plant? I think, I want to say you can go in the Nabisco plant. Hell, you can even go in like the little shops where you see them um, manufacture cigars. Where else can you go? Oh, oh, I know one time I went to Denver and we went to this one restaurant and they were making APIs, which 
I'm saying APIs, but all I know is API is a form of beer. And we got it because they was making it at the restaurant. It was horrible. It was nasty. But, like, even they made that there, so I'm like, now in my mind, you can see everything else being made. Where can I go see this milk being made? We see how they do the chickens and shit. Well, I don't know. Have y'all seen how they do the chickens? How they, how they, um, mass distribute the chickens? Or mass produce the chickens? That's what it is. How they mass produce the chickens? Like, I want to say, like, some of the chickens don't even be having a head. They just go ahead and give them the chemicals, make the chicken, and sell them this fake chicken, clone chicken. Ooh, I just be sick to my stomach sometimes thinking about this shit. And my ass be... Now, when I really think about it, it makes me sick to my stomach. But then when my ass be hungry, I go give me something to eat. I need to be thinking about this shit with my ass behind. Well, which now, since I've been taking A&P2, I think that, that has made me so much aware of what I put in my body. Like, I did not know how much blood pressure affects the kidneys. Now, y'all can come for me. With some of this stuff that I'm saying and saying I'm slow, I don't give a damn. Because you don't know if you don't. And if I want to know something, God damn it, I'm going to want to know it. And I know I don't speak as eloquently, whatever. You know, I can't even, I can spell it. I bet you I can spell that motherfucking word. But I do know a lot of shit. I, I do. I really do. But. Since I've been taking that class, I did not know that blood pressure associated so much with the kidneys. I know I, I'll say a lot of the time, like before then, a lot of a lot of my patients that were diabetic, that are diabetic, they go to dialysis. Which, when you go to dialysis, that means you're in renal failure. That means that your kidneys aren't functioning properly, which in turn, which results in you having to be dialysized or you need a kidney transplant. And being dialysized, when you go do that, that's when your kidney filters the blood. Um, it takes out the sugars, the... Well, the protein is not supposed to be in your urine, so your protein stays in your blood. So it takes out those, it takes, it filters out different particles in the blood and turns it into, well, first it turns into filtrate. Then as it moves, moves through the tubules or the nephron, then it goes down and it becomes urine. And then, you know, you pee. So, with being dialysized, the machine is filtering the blood from you. So, that means it's taking the blood out of your body, filtering, filtering out what it needs to filter out. 
then they putting the blood back in your body. That's why they don't urine as much because they really don't have to urine as much because the machine has filtered out what would have been urine, if that makes sense. So I uh, I thought that had something to I thought it was associated with diabetes because a lot of my a lot of them had diabetes. I was like, oh, I don't want to be no diabetic because I don't want to go on arena period. Which it wasn't the damn diabetes you never with. I was the name with. It's the fucking blood pressure. So then I'm like, damn, they got fucking diabetes and high blood pressure. And when I went to the doctor recently, and y'all, let me tell y'all something. Y'all know I'm saying something about God. Let me tell y'all how how God works. So I'm sitting up here this whole time worried about my sugar, worried about my sugar. My A1C was kind of high, but it was only high because we had celebrated so much stuff during the summer. And, you know, when you go get your A1C done, it goes back 90 days. So in those past 90 days, I can tell you how much I celebrated, how many family functions that we had. So I know that I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have been taking no one's A1C done because I know that hoe was going to be sky high. Whole time I'm worried about my blood pressure and my A1C, my damn blood pressure high. High is Methuselah. High is giraffe pussy. High is an alien. High is Snoop Dogg motherfucker ass. High is Wiz Khalifa. High is two chains. High is the Wayne ass. High is that woman was on Cobra Kai that was his wife. So y'all can't tell me that that man on uh, what's the damn man was? The uh the one that was the karate kid, his wife on Cobra Kai, man, that woman used to be high as hell. I used to watch her goddamn people. I was like, that bitch is high. High as her ass, man. My blood pressure was so high, it was a stroke fucking level. So me being me, I was like, well, I'm just going to go on here and lose some weight. And I ain't going to take them motherfucking blood pressure pills. Because like before I even left the doctor's office, they prescribed me blood pressure pills. So in my head, I'm just going to lose weight and come up off these blood pressure pills. So the, the, the next week or the next two weeks, I'm trying to lose weight, doing what I need to do to try to lose weight. And I come back to my appointment to see if the blood pressure pills are working efficiently. When I went back to the appointment, I had been taking the blood pressure medicine. I just started eating better and, you know, try to work out a little bit. My weight did go down, but my blood pressure still was high. And it was like, you been taking medicine? I said, no. Nah. I said, I thought if I lost some weight, it would go down. Well, bitch, I ain't losing enough weight because that hoe still was high as fuck. And she was like, well, you, you want to take your blood pressure medicine because you don't want to mess up your kidneys. I'm like, right then, I'm like, damn, bitch, I thought kidney was associated with the sugar. I didn't know. Somebody, y'all, y'all smart motherfuckers, y'all probably knew, but I didn't know. And it's somebody out there that's going to listen to this, to this, like me, that didn't know. So that's, so that's who this for. The motherfucker that don't know like me. So... Went to school that Tuesday or Thursday, one of them days. Started on the urinary tra- chapter. 
started on that motherfucking chapter and why it was telling me about the blood pressure and the effect on the kidney. I said, oh my God, but look at God. Look at God, because one thing about God, what, what, what's, what's the scripture? Um, I don't know if it's a scripture. It might be a scripture. Before you were formed, I knew you. You know what I'm saying? So, God, God knows that I am stubborn. I am hard-headed. I am pig-headed. Like, he, he knows that I just march to the beat of my own drum, and I don't listen to nobody sometimes, well, a lot of the time. I just don't listen to nobody. So I didn't put it in my head, if I lose, if I lose weight, it's going to lower my blood pressure. So God was like, let me put this in this girl's face. This woman didn't told her, and now I'm going to put it in this chapter for her to take urinary so she can really understand the effects of her blood pressure. And how they are, and, and how and how it affects her kidney, baby. When I see what I was doing to myself, I said, "Hold on." And then, you know, you learn you learn in that chapter that water follows salt. So I would I would like I'm so thirsty all the time. That's because all the sodium in my body, the water was following it, causing me to be thirsty. And you know you, you pee a lot, so that's why I was peeing a lot. So now since I have been taking, I, I've still been trying to lose weight. I lost sixteen pounds, and I still I still been drinking a lot of water, but I haven't been urinating as much. But I baby, when I tell y'all, every morning I take the motherfucking blood pressure pills like I take a birth control pill, like I was taking birth control pills. Baby, I take that blood pressure pill every morning, and I still try to do right. And every now and then, I want me some motherfucking fried chicken because that cholesterol was on point. But I watch it. I need to go get me some pink Himalayan salt. But who, y'all? Let me tell y'all something. I want to live, and I love good food, but my life is more important. But y'all, I fried some chicken one day. And I just, I put a little Creole season in there. Child, that chicken was so damn bland. So I said, now, I just have to change, like, I, I just got to change my mind. It's like, it's easier said than done. But I have made it up in my mind to, I'm not going to say try, I'm not going to say attempt, because it gives room for error. I'm going to change my relationship with food. Food is, I, I think it was giving me a sense of euphoria because it should be so fucking good. Like, especially like when I cook, man, y'all, I can cook my ass off. I ain't gonna lie. I go to war with your grandma and your auntie with a big arm in the kitchen by my food. I ain't lying. I, I bet they fold. I don't give a damn how big the arm is. It's easier something about that fat in the back of them arms that you know a bitch gonna cook good. You know what I'm saying? So you get your grandma, your auntie, your mama, who whoever, your family friend, Paula Dean, Rachel Ray, Iron Chef, Master Chef, Gordon Ramsay, 
Gorn might cuss my ass. I'm a, I'm a cuss Gorn ass white as fuck back out. Cause he got me, he'll have me fucked up. He'll have me damn sure fucked up. We'll be up in that motherfucker damn near about to sing Rock by Baby. But, I gotta change my relationship with food. It's not to give me pleasure, if, if you would, if you would say. It's just to help sustain and give my body nutrients to go about the day. That's just what it's gonna have to be from now on. Like I remember, I used to be wake up and I was like, "What the fuck? I'm walking. Well, I'm, I'm hungry." But now I don't even do that. I've been trying. I've been doing intermittent fasting now, where I eat between the hours of twelve and eight. And I found when I eat between the hours of twelve and eight, if I eat one time, I'll be fine. Or like, say for instance, I eat at twelve and eight, and at twelve I eat a grapefruit. Which they say too much, that's not good for you. So, like, this past this last week, I've been laying off that grapefruit, but I haven't been going to the bathroom as much. Like, when I eat that grapefruit, like, this shit clean me out. And since I ain't been eating my grapefruit, I'm kind of constipated. And I don't be constipated because I don't have no damn gallbladder. But I know it might be a little grapefruit, baby. I'm, I'm just, just telling you my life. But, Oh, y'all, I done smoked so much weed in my life. I be forgetting shit in me. What was I talking about? Oh, yeah, the intermittent fasting. So I found if I eat a grapefruit at the beginning of my fast and eat my meal towards the end, I be straight. I be straight. So I guess that's how I lost that weight. And, oh, y'all, I cut back on my drinking. Which was a big thing for me. Which I know that was put that was you know, I know that was putting that that buzz that has put wear and tear on my kidneys for the past whoo child twenty some years because I have I had been drinking like I used to smoke a whole lot of weed, a whole lot of weed. And so my, my liquor intake wasn't that much. Um, so I ended up getting this job and they was like, well, we're going to do randoms. I was like, randoms? So that's really, really, really when, I don't know why I just had a need to be intoxicated all the time. Like, if I wasn't high, like, I just enjoyed being high. I enjoyed it. You know, people say it calmed them down. Yeah, because I am kind of hyper. I know y'all hear how loud my ass is and how I just be rambling on and on and on. And that's why I got this in podcast. So see, I, I do just ramble and I am kind of hyper. So I guess the weed did, I ain't no guess the weed do come, did calm me down. So I, I loved it. So I was like, oh, I just felt the need to just, I didn't want to do no other type of drug, even though I was on them damn um, opiates for a while. But, I was like, I guess I, you know, I was going, I had started going out by this time, too, going out a lot. Then I was like, shit, I guess I drink. That, baby, what, all this weight I got on me, that shit come from drinking. And when I get, when I get drunk, I don't give a fuck what I eat. If I'm drunk and they goddamn look and tell me go eat a horse, I'm finna go bite in that bitch. And floss with the fucking um 
ponytail hair. I don't give a damn, but I, I know that uh, years of excess drinking and partying, baby, when I got a hold of that motherfucking sweet bottle of red wine, I was drinking, I know I was drinking a couple of bottles of out of a week, and then that shit increased to, oh shit, I'm like, forget about this shit, it was just like, it was, I just had to be fucked up, I don't know why, but I did. But, and that's why I'm like, liquor does your body so much worse than weed. People be so concerned about taking a fucking drug test or taking you to jail on smoking weed when liquor is fucking, liquor and cigarettes are illegal and they killing the fuck out of us. I think y'all want us to fucking die. So many people have gone to jail for vehicular manslaughter or DUIs or drunk driving. Out the shit that's legal. You ain't finna go get in no car and hide off no weed and hit nobody. Cause guess what? You ain't gonna wanna leave the motherfucking house to get in no car and drive somewhere. Bitch, please. You gonna smoke that motherfucking blunt and sit your ass down on that damn couch. You ain't trying to go every motherfucking word by being this unless you get some shit. Y'all, let me tell y'all. I, I started smoking when I was younger. Like, I know by 11 or 12, I started smoking. And before y'all start that shit, don't be like where your mama, where your mama was when you was smoking. It worked. People always be like, where your mama is? Baby, let me tell y'all something. If your children want to do some underhand, backwards-ass shit, they going to fucking do it. They know what time. Children are smart enough to know what time your mama get off work, go to work, If when, what time she go to bed. If she sleep hard, if she sleep light, if she finna run to the grocery store. So people be when people be saying where these children mama at, they be trying to make a motherfucking living, trusting their children to be at home and do the right motherfucking thing, and be and the children be at home doing the wrong motherfucking thing. Cause that's what the fuck I was doing. My mom was at goddamn work. It fucking work. Cause this when I really was smoking real real hard. She was at work. It was the summertime, and we was older old enough to stay at the house by ourselves or we'll go to my grandma Pauline house. And you be outside playing because at first you was outside playing and you was on the swing set at the park. So now you go outside and go on the swing set and go on the park and you go smoke you some weed. So hey. But I was, I oh I was high. I used to get high as fuck. Like I had got so high one day. I know I was about, I was about 12 by then. I wasn't 13 yet. Yeah, I know I was about 12. And I got high. I popped me some popcorn. Put some sugar on it. Because my uncle used to put sugar on my popcorn for me. Put um, sugar on that popcorn. And I made me a, a pallet. A little picnic outside in the front yard. And I was sitting down. And my cousin, Celine, 
my cousin Suwin and my mama, they were they were always like sisters because my grandma ain't had enough security, my mom and my uncle. So but Suwin was always around, you know, Suwin and my mama was always close. She bring her she pops her ass up, which was usual. She look at me. I'm sitting there, baby, I'm just I'm enjoying my picnic, y'all. I'm telling y'all, like, there was some good-ass weed. I, had, I can remember to this day. I had sat down, and I was just eating my popcorn, and I was one with nature. I was looking at the trees. I was looking at the birds. I was looking at the ants crawling on the ground. She pulls up. She looked at me. She's like, hands where your mommy. I don't remember no cell phones then. I don't think nobody had no cell phone. Hands where your mommy. How much gas did a motherfucker waste looking for somebody because she ain't had no sleep? <laughs> I said she at work. Can't she? That, for some reason, she called me by my first and last name. Candace Cooper. What? Yeah. Your ass is high. I said no, I ain't. She said yes, your ass is high. She was like, go get me some weed. Go get, go get me some where you got it from, and I won't tell your mom. So I said, all right, man. So I went and got here for some weed at my stage. Bought her the weed, man. This thing, you know. I don't know if she went to my damn mama. She probably called my mama job and told my mama. My mama came home. Candace, I'm sending your ass to rehab. And I said, for what? So I ain't told me your ass was high and you done went and gave her some weed. Where you get all this damn weed from? I was like, Lord have mercy, Jesus Christ. I said, this wife said she was she wasn't going to tell on me. But Suane, if your ass listened to this, Jayon told me that you didn't tell on him and you gave him the damn blunt. Now I'm real salty about that. But I digress. So I said, okay. So they had, you know, like, so I told, I told my mama, I said, I ain't gonna smoke no weed no more. I said, I just, I, I said, it's all weed I had. I smoked, I smoked some, and I said, I gave the rest to Wayne. So I ain't had, I ain't had no more weed. I ain't smoking no weed. So man, I had went and got some weed from a nigga named Vin. We was friends with his sister and his brother. And we didn't even have to buy it. So the nigga must have used to have so much weed that he didn't give a damn about giving us weed. And then plus his sisters and brothers was young. So it probably he probably thought that because lacing, lacing is has always been a big thing. So I guess he probably figured that if he gave his sister and brother and gave us the weed that he wouldn't have to worry about nobody lacing us. So I really think he just used to give us the weed to help us, you know, to, to help us to not get laced. Which I thank him for that because I do know people that got that has been laced and they they hadn't came back from it yet. But this particular batch that he had, this was some new shit, y'all. Y'all, I smoked this shit and I thought I was going fucking crazy. I thought I was going crazy. I remember I was I ate some cold ass KFC chicken. I had told my sister, I said, bitch, I'm so fucking high, I think it's something in this weed. Cause mind you, I had already been smoking for a long fucking time. At, at this point, even though I was still a teenager, I had still already been smoking for a long time. 
So I'm knowing in my heart that something is wrong with this weed because I have been smoking long enough and I to know how it's supposed to make me feel. Man, y'all, it was like I'm finna t- it was like some psychedelic shit. Because it was like everything that I was doing was replaying itself. Like it was like I do like say for instance I walk to the to the kitchen and I say I'm hungry. It was like I was doing that shit twenty times. So then I'm like, hell no. So I walk up the street to my neighbor's house. And I was like, y'all, this weed got me so fucked up. But it was like I walked up the street 20 motherfucking times. And it was like every time I tried to say something, I'm talking about y'all, it was just like everything was rewinding. And when I say rewinding, it was like I was walking up, walking up, walking backwards, or I walk, or I walk to I walk to this house and I turn around and I'm back at my starting point. Like I was so fucking fucked up, y'all, off that weed. So I ended up calling nine one one because I was like, man, I know. I tried to eat to get that help out for me. I tried to do everything. Like I, I, like I was so happy. So I, I, I told my sister, I said, bitch, I'm finna call nine one one. She was like, girl, don't call nine one one. Your age is high. I was like, bitch, I ain't never been this high before in my life. And she was like, girl, go your ass to sleep. My sister, she the little sister, but she always been more mature than everybody. So, baby, y'all, the ambulance people came. I was like, I was still fucked. Y'all, I was still fucked. I was still fucked. So, mind you, where my mama was at, it worked. So, she didn't have to get off work, come get me from the motherfucking hospital, y'all. And they was like, well, what did you take? I was like, I ain't smoking nothing but some weed. And I had a wine cooler. But I don't even think I had no wine cooler. Probably did. I don't think. But he was like, well, I don't see any liquor in her system. But only only drug that's coming back is marijuana. I was like, I was like, damn, that she had me that fucking high. So... Definitely my mama now told me, can you go on your ass to rehab? Because you just be high all, you just be high all the fucking time. And do 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 this and that. But I still was making good grades in school. So, I, I, was, I was making good grades in school. And I really wasn't no problem, child. I just like to smoke weed. That was, that, like, that was like then, back then in time when, when I was that age, just before I even had a baby. I hadn't even had no sex or nothing. Like that was like something that I like to I just like to do. Like I was like I was I just like to smoke weed. Like I still did good in school. I didn't disrespect my mama. I didn't disrespect nobody, no teachers or nothing. That was just something that I enjoyed doing, smoking my dang on weed. I I wasn't I it wasn't making me problematic. I was sitting my ass fuck down somewhere. I, that, that was just what I, that was one of my hobbies, smoking my weed. So she was like, she gonna send my ass to rehab. So I was like, oh Lord, I gotta go to rehab. Y'all, what I do the next day? That woman took me home. 
she went to work. So the so the next day, she was like, I'ma send y'all to y'all grandma house. So she sent us to my grandma house. To my grandma Pauline house. Now I'm gonna grab her early. But she sent us to my grandma Pauline house while she went to work. So we wouldn't be at home by ourselves. But what my mama didn't know we was being stayed closer to Pauline, and that's where we was at. So, baby, I done went to that hospital. My mama had sent us to my grandma's house. And what I do the next day, I went down the street. Cause when I tell you, being stayed walking is from my grandma. I said, man, being that shit had me so motherfucking high yesterday, I called the police on myself. And they sent me to the hospital. I thought it was some opinion. He said, well, he said, it well, ain't shit in there. That's just some, that was some hydro that people talk about smoking hydro. They drove. He was like, that's some new shit. That's the drove. That shit strong, ain't it? I said, hell yeah, you got some more. Ha! 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 Baby, that nigga got me some more than goddamn weed. So this time when I started going back, I just laid my head down and went to bed. Cause I knew it wasn't like that was a good ass weed, y'all. I ain't had no weed like that since then. I ain't lying. But now, I don't even smoke weed no more. Like from from then, like and, and oh, and especially like the next few years coming on up after that, I wouldn't I, I wouldn't I couldn't never imagine myself not smoking weed. Because it was an everyday thing for me. Every day. Every day. So, like, even now, like, people are like, you want to hit the blink? Like, I, nah, I don't want to hit the blink because I, I know me. And, like, when people say weed is a gateway drug, it, it, it kind of really is. If you don't have a strong mind, you got to have a strong mind when you're dealing with weed because you can smoke so much weed till your body will build up an intolerance. That's how people can smoke weed back to back to back to back, like a cigarette, because your body has built up an intolerance, and now it's taking more to get you high. It's taking more um, consumption of marijuana for you to get that effect that you initially had. So I found myself getting, getting to that point. And when I get to that point, I stop smoking the weed. And then I start back, and then you know that feeling of euphoria will, will come back, and I won't have to consume as much to get me high. But you know, it only lasts for so long. And then I started, ooh, y'all, y'all. When I started on them Percocets, like they say, Molly Percocets. By the time that shit came out, baby, I had already went to my Percocet area and and left that hole, left that hole down. Like, I had it. The first time they had me on some strong pills, I was in high school, and I broke my toe. Man, y'all, I was in that motherfucking um, classroom slobbing out my mouth out them pills. Like, I was in high school. I was, I'm pretty sure I probably was 18. I was about to graduate. So I think they gave me my own pills, my own prescription. And, like, I was already getting high, so I'm knowing, you know, I'm... I was, I just love being high. I did. I really did. And 
the worst type of addict is an undercover and a silent addict. Like, people, you know, you, you see your drug addict out in the streets or your alcoholic, so you know to offer them help. Baby, when I was on them damn pills real bad, didn't nobody know. I was on them bitches bad by myself, so it wasn't like somebody could come to me and be like, I need to take him to go get some help. Didn't nobody really know that. Didn't nobody know that I was on them pills that bad to even give me, to even try to get me no help. They didn't even know to, like, give me no help because I was taking them by, you know, ain't nobody watching you take no pill. Ain't nobody tell that you have took a pill unless they come in and you hide. And you can lie to them and tell them that you're sleeping and just go to sleep. But I was high as hell. I used to be high as fuck. Like, I know my sister, she, my, my older sister, she'll come in the house and she be like, Candace, you need to get your ass up. Baby, she ain't know I was in that bitch. How is the motherfucker off them damn purposes? And, like, I'm surprised I didn't OD, y'all. Like, I would pop, I had got to the point where I popped two purposes. And if I feel like my high coming down, oh, I'm going to pop another one. So I can intensify that high. Because, like I said, at this point, I probably was, I was I working at a job while I was getting peace? I don't know. I don't know, but... I was on them motherfucking perks, bad, bad. And then, that's when I kind of got some understanding from my daddy. Like, my daddy, he was addicted to drugs. He was addicted, you know, he was addicted to crack back in that era. And I used to, I held a lot of animosity, a lot of anger towards him because it's like, how can you choose? Like, I understand now what it was it took me to become an addict to understand my daddy as an addict because especially at that point like I was not the best mom that I could be even though I was present I still was not the best um I can I can understand him more and it took me to become an addict to forgive my daddy for being an addict which is crazy, but you know I did. Even though me and him still but heads now, that that that's just our relationship. But it took that for me. But I, I want to say in that moment when I realized that, that's when I stopped. Man, I I quit them Percocet cold turkey. When people say stuff is a mind thing, it can't. It it's some it's some extent it is. And some you know, but like it's a lot of shit is really a mind thing. Like you gotta have a strong mind. Like that's that's what it boils down to. Like I had to sit up, literally I sat up on the couch. I had a red section. I sat up on the couch and I had to make a decision to lay off them dang on purposes. And them hydrocodone. Like, when I had my surgery, when I had my surgery in 2021, 2022, 2022? No, 2020. When I had my surgery in 2020, like, I had surgery. Before before my surgery, I had to wait on surgery. During that time, they gave me opiates 
And after my surgery, they gave me opiates. Y'all, I was so fucking scared to take them pills. Even though I was hurt and I was in pain, like, before my surgery, I just wouldn't eat to try to make me not hurt. I so did not want to take those pills because I didn't want to kick that addiction back up. Weed, I didn't master weed. Like, I can smoke weed, hit the blunt a couple times, I'm through. I don't crave weed no more. The biggest thing, even, even with, like, alcohol, now I, if I have a drink, it may be once a week. Like, since I just started trying to lose weight and monitor my kidneys. But, like, them pills, I know that's, like, one thing that I cannot, I cannot have too much of because, like, there was, like, it's, like, Drinking will get you full. It'll get you fucked up. You don't like the aftermath. You might wake up with a hangover. You might have to throw up this, this, this. Then we, you know, you won't get high, but you might flunk a blood test, a, a drug test at work, and you got to smoke it. But the, the instant, that, that gratification of that feel, you just pop that bitch down your throat. Like, for me, it was, you know, I, I, I loved it. Like, I was an addict. So, but ever since then, even like with my, even, even with me having that surgery, I'm so proud of myself because I did not overindulge in the field. Like, if I was hurting real bad, like I know a couple of times I was hurting real bad, I'd take the, um, what was it? It was something that gave me, um, the permethazine pills. I'll probably pop one of them so I can just go just go to sleep. But like those opiates, I I shied away from them, and I'm so proud of myself that I did not start back over indulging in that. Like I'm I'm proud of my my addiction. I'm proud that I have gotten over it. Um, like I said, it brought me closer to, well, he, he don't know it, but it brought me closer to my daddy. It made me understand my, my daddy and how addiction can take over your life. Cause I know that crack a motherfucker. I know it is. He even told me, well, he doesn't even tell me, he didn't tell me about how he started smoking crack, but I know he started off in smoking powder. He told me that doing Katrina. And he was like his brother. His brother had brought the powder home and told him to snort it. He snorted it. And he was like, he didn't do nothing for him. But then he snorted it again. And he really just, you know, that's when he started snorting it more frequently. Then it came out with crack. So then he got addicted to crack. But, like, I, I feel like if my daddy wouldn't have told me that story, I probably would have snorted some powder. Because I just, I, I was fucking, and I was like, oh, no. So then I knew then, once he told me that, I was like, no, nah, I know shit. Smoking snort powder can lead to smoke crack. So I knew not to smoke no damn, snort no damn powder. But when it came to smoking that weed and popping them pills, I did. And I'm, I'm, I thank God that I don't, I don't do it no more with the pills. Now, who's side won't hit no blunt every now and again? I ain't gonna lie like I wouldn't hit no blunt, man. Only reason I'm not smoking none now, cause I, I just, 
I got some stuff I need to do. But other than that, especially around the holiday time, I hit one. But I'm just thankful that I made it out. Some people don't make make it out. Everybody don't make it out. Um, if you listen to this and you were at it and you and you want to get clean, don't get clean. Try to stay clean. The the best way to stay clean is to get a fucking hobby. Like get something else that you love to do to occupy your time. Like it's gonna be moments. Like when some people say once an addict, always an addict because it's gonna be time. You know, it's gonna be like certain songs, like certain smells, certain movies, certain feelings that might come. Like it may be a, um, a certain time of year that a loved one has passed. It might be like birthday or you know a, a memory of any, of anything that may make you want to relapse. Just get get you a hobby, pray and fast. I'm so big. I'm, I tell y'all all the time, baby, I ain't no saint. But I tell you what, if Jesus walked this earth today, I'll be walking with him, baby, because I'll be who Jezebel, Delilah, baby, one of them walking with him, honey. Paul was a cusser, baby. Noah was a drunk, baby. I, I'm, I'm all one of the asses wrapped up in one. But I believe in praying and fasting. Praying and fasting will get you through anything because it has got me through so much. Even like now when people be thinking they be making a fool out of me. Baby, you ain't making no fool out of me. You making a fool out of your motherfucking self. I see you. I peep the place. I'm just not going to worry about it because at the end of the day, God takes care of babies and fools. And he can do way more to you than what I can. Took me a long time to learn this shit. And I'm still learning. Hell, I ain't perfect. Some people might listen to this and say, that girl crazy as hell, something wrong with her. I don't give a damn. But all I know how to do is speak my truth. And if I can help one person or entertain one person, I don't. It, it, the, the rest don't even matter because I don't even do it for no gratification from nobody. I do this shit for me as an outlet for me. Cause this is, I just, I just, I like to talk. So, um, I guess I talked y'all ears off enough. Um, remember, I love you. I'm an artist, and I'm sensitive about my shit. Know that, and remember that. And like I said, if you a, if you a damn addict, get you some motherfucking help. Whether it's food, sex, drugs, liquor, spending, whatever, they'll try to get you some help. But make sure you seek help from that man above. Because that's where all your help going to come from. That's where all my help come from. That's where all, all our help going to come from, from that man above. Y'all be safe, be easy. Happy holidays. I'm in a good-ass mood. Don't know why. Probably shouldn't be, but I'm in a good-ass mood. It's my baby birthday, my niece's birthday today. Shout-out to my niece. I love your niece. My niece is strong, yeah. My niece is strong. My niece, my niece and my oldest baby, they strong. They done went through so much loss being a teenager these past couple of years, and I, I commend them on their strength, baby, because I don't know if I can do it when they was their age. They done been through so much loss. 
We got to bury one of their best friends tomorrow. Um, that's why I'm headed to um headed to Oxford to get my baby. But I love y'all. I love my family. Um, look at this past. This podcast is a form of immortality for me. I'm immortal, bitches. <laughs>